This is Plant-Based Briefing. Physicians Committee works to address animal methods bias in scientific publishing. From the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine at PCRM.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast, where I narrate a variety of articles on plant-based, compassionate, and eco-friendly living with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's article is from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. They're a nonprofit founded by Dr. Neil Barnard, and they combine the clout and expertise of more than 12,000 physicians, dietitians, and scientists, and almost 200,000 members worldwide. They're changing the way doctors treat chronic diseases such as diabetes, heart disease, obesity, and cancer by putting prevention over pills and empowering patients to take control of their own health. And since 1985, they've worked tirelessly for alternatives to the use of animals in medical education and research, and for more effective scientific methods. So the PCRM articles I usually read on the podcast are about the health and nutrition education that they do, but this one is about the animal testing and scientific methods. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Physicians Committee works to address animal methods bias in scientific publishing, from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine at PCRM.org. Animal methods bias in publishing is a preference for animal-based research methods by journal reviewers or editors that affects the likelihood of a study being accepted for publication. Publication of research findings helps disseminate scientific and medical information to other researchers, policymakers, and the public. In addition, researchers are under extreme pressure to publish their work to ensure more funding and career security. The current publication process helps sift out poorly conducted research from reliable, rigorous research, though there are notable areas of weakness, including animal methods bias. According to the Catalog of Bias, a database created by the Center for Evidence-Based Medicine at Oxford University, Publication bias is when the likelihood of a study being published is affected by the findings of the study. The classic case of this is when researchers test a hypothesis but find no meaningful results, which may lead to the study not being published. But what if the likelihood of a study being published is affected not by the results, but by the way the study is conducted, the methods of the study? In particular, what if the likelihood of a study being published is affected by the use of either animals or non-animal methods? Recently, early evidence of this, what we're calling an animal methods bias, has emerged. In biomedical research, data from animal experiments is still considered the quote-unquote gold standard, even though human-specific methods like tissue chips and organoids can better replicate human tissues and are more predictive of human health outcomes than animals. The hallmark of animal methods bias is when journal editors or peer reviewers request that research on animals is conducted as a misguided attempt to conform existing findings from human-based methods. Sometimes, journals even require this animal research as a condition for publication. We define animal methods in publishing bias as a preference for animal-based methods, which affects the likelihood of a study being accepted for publication. This bias may affect many other aspects of medical research, like the review of grant application, hiring decisions, even the very infrastructure that supports medical research. In the context of publishing, this is a problem because it may lead to scientists performing animal experiments in haste that lack rigor or justification, all for the purpose of appeasing editors or reviewers. And it stands in the way of the uptake of more ethical and physiologically relevant human-based methods. 
To gather preliminary evidence for the occurrence of this bias, we partnered with Humane Society International to conduct a small survey to understand the experiences of scientists in the context of peer review related to animal and non-animal methods. Highlights of the survey included that some respondents have performed animal-based experiments for the sole purpose of anticipating reviewer requests for them, as in they didn't think the experiments were necessary outside the context of review. Some respondents have been asked by reviewers to add animal-based experiments to a study that otherwise had no animal experiments, and many of those respondents did not feel the request was justified. We found that potential sources of animal methods bias in publishing are a reviewer's personal preference for animal methods or a lack of awareness of appropriate non-animal methods for a given hypothesis. And we found that potential consequences of animal methods bias in publishing are delayed time to publication, rejection or withdrawal of papers, publishing in lower-impact journals, and performing unjustified animal experiments. To further explore animal methods bias in publishing, the Physicians Committee recently brought together diverse stakeholders for a virtual workshop. The charges for the workshop were to, one, explore a range of stakeholder perspectives, including from academic and industry researchers, journal editors, and government representatives and advocates, Two, describe the current state of animal and non-animal-based experimental systems. Three, describe animal methods bias in publishing and related biases in publishing and peer review. And four, identify potential causes, consequences, and potential mitigation strategies for animal methods bias in publishing. Workshop participants joined us from all over the world, including Brazil, Italy, Spain, the UK, and India. We heard from a wide array of experts in non-animal methods, including Dr. Don Ingber, who is a pioneer of human organ chips. We learned from editors how journals have been identifying and addressing publishing biases, and from experts in alternative forms of scientific dissemination, like open science, and how they might help address publishing biases. And we held working sessions where participants were able to identify barriers and think through potential solutions in real time. Recommendations to address animal methods bias that emerged from the workshop included building awareness about animal methods bias, educating editors and reviewers about the relevance of non-animal methods, implementing open science and open review, prioritization for non-animal methods by funders, changing regulatory requirements, and more. The workshop was a huge success. We generated an ongoing task force of different experts and groups that are committed to addressing animal methods bias. Our next steps are to build more evidence through a larger survey to share these findings with editors and funding agencies like the National Institutes of Health and to urge them to take action. Ultimately, researchers who use innovative non-animal methods shouldn't be punished by conservative attitudes that aim to uphold the animal research status quo. Rather, they should be empowered to share their findings. Patients and animals depend on it. You just listened to Physicians Committee Works to Address Animal Methods Bias in Scientific Publishing from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine at PCRM.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and I just love organizations like Physicians Committee. They do such amazing work, such advocacy for health, for human health with whole food plant-based diets, but they've been working tirelessly advocating for animals as well. And this is just another example of things that are happening behind the scenes because of great organizations like this that are so important to the big picture. I have some other episodes on animal methods and non-animal methods. 
Most of them are from the Society for Humane Science. I'll put links to those in the show notes, but you can also search wherever you listen for Society for Humane Science, and those will pop up. And speaking of non-animal methods, my daughter is starting 11th grade and she has biology this year. So we just had a conversation yesterday. I'm asking her to find out if there will be dissection in her biology class, which I'm assuming there will be, and to then find out if she can use a non-animal alternative instead. We in North Carolina are not one of the 22 states currently that legally have to advise students and parents that dissection is about to happen and and that they have a choice to opt out and opt for a non-animal method instead. And I explained to her that these non-animal methods, which are technology-based, have been proven in studies to be as good, if not better, than the actual animal dissection. Students learn more from them. So I'm curious to find out what her teacher says and to help her do some education and advocacy as a result of this. And you can check out episode 176 for more information specifically about dissection. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit and thanks for listening.